Welcome in one, welcome in all. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on on this uh, little bit of a dreary Tuesday. I'll take it, though. We've been talking about the the need for rain for quite some time. I know, uh, at least here in the southeastern portion of the state of Wisconsin, we need it. Uh, I know some uh, up in the Chippewa Falls area, you guys got a ton of rain the other day. You don't necessarily need it, but uh, we certainly did. So one of those dark gray days, just kind of dreary. You laid in bed this morning, opened the windows, listened to it rain for a while, went back to sleep for a little bit. Not a bad day. Not a bad day at all. You and I are sitting here talking about the Packers and the Badgers and the Brewers and looking forward to all that stuff. So hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'll take it. Take it today. And I got nothing going on. I got a little bit, a few errands to run around later today after the show. I got to go pick up a couple of things at the grocery store, and that's really about it. I don't have anything going on. I'm gonna, I, you know what I'm doing today? Well, you you want to know the, uh, the exciting day in the life for me? I get off the air. I got some work to do. Got a couple of invoices to send out. Then I'm going to run over to uh, the grocery store and pick up just what I eat. It just I, There's never any food in the house because I, I eat goofy. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for breakfast today. And uh, and then my my exciting night, I'm going to watch some Brewers baseball. I'm going to wash the carpets. That's what I'm doing. I bought a carpet cleaner. I can't wait. <laughs> so I had it delivered, and I'm I'm giddy about that. You know, if you I got my spray and wash out for the stains that are on the carpet. I'm I'm out of my mind. I'm I'm feeling good, man. So I'm good with that. Ah, uh, because I've done enough around the house. I, I you know. And I can't cut the grass. Can't do that. Do that this weekend, I guess. But that's it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and uh, get back to the phone or get to the phone calls. And uh, then uh, we'll hear from Matt LaFleur coming up here in just a little bit. Let's go to Bill and Fond du Lac. Bill, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, you're lucky it's raining. I could wait this long. There you go. Anyway, I got two, I got two points I want to make. First of all, when the show first started, your buddy there said there were two great football games last night. I, you can disagree with with me if you want, but the quality of football we're seeing has been going downhill, and it's as bad as it's ever been this year. I don't know. I know I got my opinion as to why, but the quality of football we're paying for is not very good. I guess you could say it was two good games in the sense of close scores, and they were somewhat exciting. But I agree with you; it was uh, a back and forth defensive battle of ineptitude. Right. Okay. The other point. Uh, you in the okay. The other, end. the other point I want to make is I just don't think <laughs> it's going to work for the Badgers with this new guy coaching. I don't think we got enough money to recruit the players he's going to need to run the offense he wants to get in the top ten in the country. Um, well, I appreciate the phone call. I, uh, when, if you say it's, it, it, there's not enough money, then it's not going to matter what coach there is. If the Badgers as a institution can't raise enough funds for transfer portal guys. Uh, it, this is always a really tough subject because you want to look at a coach in the traditional way and yet you can't. You know, I mean, Deion Sanders flipped that on its head when he just went out and started recruiting guys and Colorado pumped money into the program and they had upgrades and paid for players. And, you know, it, it just it just became all of that. So. I. Uh, that's an interesting comment. 
I don't know if I necessarily agree with all of that. If, if I, I go back to my original statement, though, when you make a, a comment about we don't have enough money to bring in the players that this guy wants, would there be another coach in the country then that would be able to raise enough money? In if, I mean, if if Luke Fickle can't do it, coming in from turning around the University of Cincinnati program after Tommy Tuberville just tanked it. If he did it, and he did it there, and he was sought after by Notre Dame and other high-profile high colleges, including Michigan State, and wasn't able to and, – and didn't take that job, came to Wisconsin, why then would we say that any additional amount of money would be raised somewhere else through, through some other coach? You know what I mean? Does that make sense, Grant? Am I, like, just kind of meandering down a rabbit hole here? Well, we, we always meander. That's what we do in sports talk. But I, I think you're making some good points. I'm not convinced that Wisconsin doesn't have a good amount of money. I, I don't know. I think they do okay. Um, I don't think they're crying poor compared to some of these other programs. I, I just don't know that all these guys want to come to Wisconsin all the time, and that's that's fine. You're not going to get every recruit. It's not always money. I think Wisconsin does okay. Right. I I I, I – I don't when, when you're three games, four games in, and you're already looking at a guy at three and one as a failure, and they don't have enough money to make this thing work. I think that's premature. Uh, I think when it comes to college sports, it's it, it's not like you're just buying a ton of free agents. Um, when it comes to college sports specifically, you got to give it at least a couple of years to take hold. You just do. You just do. Um, and and by the way. Uh, between you, me, and the fence post, who was yelling in the background? Was that his wife? I think his wife was giving him an earful. I laughed so hard in studio when I heard that. <laughs> wow. I mean, I didn't. I you know, I didn't know if she was listening or, or <laughs> she was in the car, just like screaming at him for being on the phone while he was driving or what. But or maybe she, maybe he was sitting there because he didn't want to get out in the rain and walk and talk. And maybe she was like, "Well, can we finally go?" I, yeah. I don't know, but boy, she she. Yelled at him while we we're on the air. She did not care that he was on a statewide radio network. She did not, not give bit. two f's. Nope, not at all. One hundred percent agree. She didn't care. That was awesome. I've never ever had a uh, a man be yelled at by his wife or significant other while we were on the air. Not in that manner. I mean, I've had people in the background going, "Woo, you know, go pack, go, whatever," but never, <laughs> never, just. You got to play that back at some point. I'm going to I'm going to the, clip that audio. I'll get that in a little bit. Listen to the call from earlier today. I don't even know what she said. I was trying to concentrate on what he was saying over her, but she was letting him have it about something. I don't know. So anyway, that's funny. Uh let's uh, get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Whitewater. Mike, oh, how you been, pal? I've been good, Billy. How are you doing? Good. You don't have the wife in your ear, do you? No, she's in the house. I'm outside. Okay. Okay. Good. Good stuff. <laughs> that was crazy. But a uh, couple things, Billy. Um, I was at the game. There were a few smattering of booze when they left at halftime. Not yeah. the usual when they stink it up and about no, you know, seventy-eight thousand booing them off the field. Correct. Uh, I was in the north end zone, and it just looked to me like 
I, I get what you were saying about the receivers fighting for the ball, but I thought he was under-throwing guys. If he was throwing it further, the guys, our receivers, might have been able to go get the ball rather yep. than have to fight. Uh, at times, I completely agree with you, 100%. 100%. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I thought that there were some underthrows, some overthrows. There was a couple of times where maybe you could have had a wide receiver fight a little bit harder, harder for the ball, but for the most part, it was. I'm not going to sit here and blame it on just the youth and inexperience of of the wide receivers. He's got to be better with the ball. I I agree. I like I said. I think he underthrew a lot of balls that could have been completed that were either knocked down or whatever. And then uh, the turf monster getting him on that one where he had the guy wide open, and he's mm-hmm. trying to throw when he's split legged. Going down to the ground, that, uh, yep. like you said. Yeah, that was a terrible throw. That was a that was an embarrassing uh, performance in that particular play. They should have just eaten it and not even tossed it up and thrown it up for the possibility of a, of a theft. Well, he, Bill, he, he had enough time to regain his balance and yeah. then throw it. I mean, he was out there all alone. The receiver was out there all alone. He could, he could have made a perfect call. Now, did I hear yeah. you're, you're at a uh, place after the games? Yes, Another we were at Burkles. Burkles, which is right behind Stadium View. So we're at Burkles, uh, one block over is the name of the bar, and that's where we're at. Okay. We're, I, I, we're there after I each and every it. home game. All right. I, uh, I will maybe see you Thursday. I'm going to the game Thursday night. So All right. You uh, have, have a safe trip, buddy, and uh, always good to talk to you. You too, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's our buddy Mike down in Whitewater giving us a shout for a little bit. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, this is uh, this is from Jody saying uh, there were a smattering of boos, but for the most part, people were cheering on Jordan Love, saying, get them next half, Jordan, at least the people in my section. That is from Jody. Jody writing us an email. Appreciate it, Jody. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, Beck says, do the Brewers clinch tonight? The Brewers have already clinched. This the, the number is merely a formality. I pronounced them the, N, the NL Central champions a while ago, uh, a couple of Saturdays ago. They have already clinched. No worries, my friend. Now, if you are one of the official people of technicality that want to pop champagne when they win the game, then yes, tonight I would say they would clinch. However, and it's going to be nice to clinch against St. Louis. However... I was imbibing after the fact when I said uh, when they went six games up in the division, it's over, fat lady, chuckle on me, baby. It was over then. It was over at that point. And uh, the Cubs have not come any closer since. Just so you know. Um, Nick says, serious question, whose Packer jersey do I need to buy? That's a great question. If I was to buy a Packer jersey, and I'm not a jersey buyer, okay? But if I were going to buy one, there's probably three people I would buy. My first one would be Aaron Jones. Because of the durability, the longevity, and the person that he is. I feel like Aaron yeah. Jones is is to the Packers now what Donald Driver used to be to the Packers. Yes. Very similar. Yes, I was just going to say that. You are 100% correct. Um, my second one would be a Rashawn Gary jersey. 
the the guy's a manimal. He just he he's he's a guy that would I would wear that proudly because he has proven me wrong. Uh, Brett says, why Jones if he's not going to be here next year? Who cares? Because he's a hell of a player and he's a hell of a person. That That's the reason why. Um, it, I mean, if you're talking current players and stuff, uh, the other one would be a Rashawn Gary, or a, uh, Rashawn Gary and then a Kenny Clark jersey. I'd go after a Kenny Clark jersey because he's just been – he's staunch. He's just a – he's – you know, if you want to go to uh, – you know, the old uh, Lombardi saying of blocks of granite. He's one of your blocks of granite, man. He's he's one of those guys and has been. Now, if you're going to go in the Wayback Machine, oh, God, you can never go wrong buying a Bart Starr jersey. Um, <clears throat> you can never go wrong getting a Lofton jersey, You can, which is cool old school, you know? Um, hell, I would... You know, I, I, there's, I mean, I'd get a Paul Kaufman jersey. I'd get a Dave Robinson jersey. I'd get a Willie Davis jersey. I mean, I, you can go into all those. Um, get a Frankie Winters jersey. Talk about fun characters. Um, Jordy Nelson, you can never go wrong. You know, I'm thinking about good people, you know, good people too. <clears throat> um, I mean, you, you know, then there's always the staples of Favre and Rogers and such. But I'd get a Lynn Dickey jersey. I love Lynn Dickey, man. His friend, honesty, yesterday. friend of show, yesterday, yeah, yeah, friend of show, yeah. Lynn's great, and it's it's great because I could probably call him up and he'd say, "Oh, come on," you know. He's just that kind of a guy. He's just so cool. Um, God, there's just you know. Hell, you really don't want to go to the the cool machine? Get a Jan Stenerud jersey. <laughs> you know? Go back, man. Uh, I mean, I just, I, I, I get to see these guys and talk to these guys. Hell, I'd get a David Whitehurst jersey, you know? And then probably one of the kings, you could say you can get a Woodson jersey or a Reggie White jersey. You can go in that area. You know, both of those guys defensively came into title town and brought the title back. Because you don't win championships without Reggie White, and you don't win a championship without Charles Woodson. Period. End of story. End of story. So any one of those, that's the you know that's that's the direction I would go. Let's do this. We're going to step out. When we come back, we're going to hear from Matt Lafleur. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. And it's all coming up right after this. Okay. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details, offers end at 930-2023.
Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michael show. We rock on. Good to have you today on this, uh, you know, kind of a kind of rainy, dreary Tuesday. Give us a shout. We'd love to uh, get you on the air. Uh, that being said, uh, we've got uh, some Matt LaFleur stuff to get to and when you uh you know kind of get into the nuts and bolts of things when it comes to uh, Matt LaFleur uh first and foremost he was uh you know you got to ask about the injuries and Zach Tom who left Sunday's game with that knee injury uh the big question is how's he doing and he answered that question yesterday I think anytime a guy isn't able to finish it's it's a concern so he's doing better today but we'll give him up till game time to try to get it under control and we'll see where he's at uh, so that's good. It's not anything that at least looks to be, you know, debilitating for, you know, weeks and weeks. So, you know, cross your fingers. Uh, in the meantime, a, a win that gave you joy and jubilation, but as they say, go celebrate tonight because tomorrow you're back at work and they meant it because that's a quick turnaround week. You can celebrate quickly, but it's already Wednesday in our world. So now we're sitting at Thursday and you know, that's the reality of just the schedule. Then you've got to the two and one lions. They're coming into Lambeau field. And this is for the battle uh, for at least for the ne- for now, as we all know, for the top spot in the NFC North. And he talks about the lions coming into town. I don't think about it. I think, I guess I can only speak from my perspective. I know the challenge that we have in front of us. We've got a team that we've lost to three consecutive times that knocked us out of the playoffs last year that it's an NFC North rival. So I know what they're all about. I mean, it's a tough, gritty team. we got to make sure that we prepare to the best of our ability to give ourselves a chance to go out and win. Think about that for a minute. We talk about the Bears and the rivalry and the Vikings and the hatred. And everybody's kind of went, ah, the Lions, you know. But the Lions have beaten the Packers three straight times. Three straight times. And last year, don't forget, knocked them out of the playoffs. And remember the comments of Aaron Rodgers, well, we shouldn't have lost to that team when they lost over in Detroit, which inspired that team to come in and just do anything and everything they possibly could to knock the Packers out of the postseason when they had nothing left to play for other than pride. And they did it. This is This is not... This is not your grandpa's Lions. This is a team that actually believes in itself a little bit, sitting at 2-1 and one right now. The question is, last week, was Matt LaFleur able to work ahead in preparation for this Thursday night's game? Some of the guys were able to get ahead a little bit towards the end of the week, but I think any time you're calling plays for myself, for Joe, you're not going to get much of a look at it. Now, thankfully, it's, it's a familiar opponent, and so it makes it a little bit easier of a transition. Albeit, uh, while it's a familiar opponent, which you probably have some game notes and such from last season, it's still a new year, you know. And uh, with a lot of young guys and a younger now team, 
as Matt LaFleur alluded to, the, there's not much time for turnaround for these guys. It's just that, is making sure that these guys are uh, getting some recovery nonstop. They got to make sure that they get the proper nutrition, proper sleep, just doing everything in their power to get their body back. And, you know, you're also cramming in a lot of information in a short period of time. So they've got to be able to digest all that and, and still try to get their bodies back as best as possible. Then you've got the coach over there. And Dan Campbell took over and was looked at early on as maybe a guy that, not the sharpest knife in the drawer, uh, but a lot of bravado. And the one thing about bravado is, is if you can back it up and guys begin to believe in the bravado, suddenly you're a pretty good coach because you have their attention. You have that uh, innate ability for guys to want to run through a wall for you. And the Lions, uh, since Dan Campbell have took over, have been a pretty good football team. I just think you see a tough, gritty group. They're an effort-based team, and you can see it all over the tape. No matter what phase you put on, they're going to give you everything they got. And they're a team that they're never out of the fight. You know you're going to battle a full 60 minutes. I think they've done a really nice job of developing some talent and also adding some talent to their roster. So it's a, it's a very complete football team. So the question... Uh, offensively speaking, at least part of it was um, the run game early on. It seemed to work a little bit. They started to get a little momentum, and then everything just came completely fell apart. So he said, though, that uh, the, the run game they want to get to. But uh, Dontavian Wicks, I want to go back to that real quick. He was talking about the rookie Dontavian Wicks and about his impact on this offense so far. I think he competes. His body movement, he, he's very good off of press releases. You know, he can make contested catches. He can run through balls. He's, he's strong. He loves the game. He's picked it up quickly. So there's a lot to like about him. Now the question becomes what then is starting to become problematic via the run game? We're going to start with what position we're putting these guys in in terms of our scheme. But I also think that we got to make sure that when we have opportunities, whether it's a double team or whatnot, we get, we're playing with really good fundamentals, with great pad level and physicality. I think that's the basis for it. And then our runners, when given the opportunity, they got to they got to hit the right holes. Um. Okay. When given the opportunity, they have to hit the right holes. Think about that for a minute. In other words, what he's saying is, is, yeah, some of these guys aren't even running to the right side of the line. Uh, so the question then, uh, you know, after that becomes what? What's up with A.J. Dillon? I think a lot of that was a byproduct of we were kind of more in a, a two-minute type mode and whoever was out there. So I, don't, I wouldn't look too far into that. But personally, I'd have a lot of confidence if he was the guy in there that we've seen him do it before. So, okay, uh, you know, it doesn't really talk about a whole lot. Maybe it's schematics or something, but it, yeah, it just hasn't looked good for A.J. Dillon. Meanwhile, he talks about to the safety play, specifically getting into the play of Darnell Savage. Sav's been playing some good football, and uh, I love his attitude. I love his mentality. He's, I think he's matured a lot, not only as a player, but as a person. He was resilient. He was one of the guys that was in there the whole time, you know, believing and encouraging the other guys to continue to believe. And I think that's some great signs to see as far as a leadership role that he's taken. The, uh, the other guy that you want to see do a little bit more, now I know it's been frustrating in the kick return game specifically because Keyshawn Nixon really wants to get the ball. I mean, he's taken it out of the end zone a couple of times and has not had a lot of success in doing so. But that's one of the guys that is so elusive when he gets an open field, he's very difficult to bring down. And that's why they want to talk about getting Keyshawn Nixon involved in the offense. 
that's a play that we've had up for a couple weeks. We just haven't gotten gotten it dialed up. I didn't want to give him another false promise. I feel like I, it was two weeks in a row I told him that, hey, we're going to get this called. And so finally got it done, and he went out there and, and made a good play. I mean, anytime you can get over 10 yards on a run, I think that's that's a, obviously a very efficient play and, and a productive play. The, the one thing about the Packers and their coaching staff is they do recognize how valuable Keyshawn Nixon can be. He's a guy that anytime you get him the ball, he's got the chance to take it the distance. So we'll see if we have to amp up his usage a little bit on offense. It was pretty remarkable, I think, what he did yesterday. And then the uh, the other side of the coin is, yeah, you want to get him involved. But when are you going to get Aaron Jones and even Christian Watson back? Can they be back this week? I think we're in a similar spot. So we'll just see how they respond and how they're feeling. Because the last thing we want to do is jeopardize these guys for a long period of time for, for one game. I mean, every game is extremely important, but we've got a lot of ball in front of us. And obviously, uh, you know, we got a great test in front of us. And it would certainly help us if those two guys were available. So there you go. There you go. That's Matt LaFleur yesterday at the podium. In the meantime, Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, he's going to join us coming up next. So stay tuned. Stick around. Got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends Mikey Whitcomb and the gang over there at Exit Realty. 414-243-1976. Give them a shout. Whether it's uh, any one of the five counties, Milwaukee, Racine, Kenosha, Waukesha County, Ozaki County, or the surrounding counties in Dodge County, Jefferson County, Walworth County and such, he can help you out. And uh, he did for me, man, big time. I uh, just kept working and working and working and working. I even found a th- few things on my own, and he set them up immediately. If you're looking for a home, maybe looking to sell your home or buy an investment property, he's the guy. 414-243-1976. That's Exit Realty, but more so it's Mikey Whitcomb. 414-243-1976. Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Buckle up, it's all systems go at Potawatomi. Plug in to high wattage play and you could win an all electric BMW i7. Play now through September with your club card. Prize drawings on Thursdays. There's a shocking $800,000 in total prizes on the line, including the luxury BMW i7. It's time to electrify your drive. Only at Potawatomi Casino Hotel. More info at paysbig.com slash BMW. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Welcome back. Good to have you. Hopefully you're enjoying your day. By the way, with the win this past week and the Packers' Super Bowl chances have climbed via Vegas, and they are now 15th at 40-1. to 1. I don't know what kind of an official statistic that is, but at least according to Vegas, the Packers, to win the Super Bowl chances, have gone up. So there you have it. I guess we're all just giddy now and dancing in the streets until it actually happens. Uh, joining us now over on the, uh, the live stream and also on the hotline is our buddy uh, Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Pete, how you doing? Pretty good, Bill. How are you today? Doing good. Uh, I, I guess my first question is, what did you make of the win and the game on Sunday? You know, it. Um, so I'm not saying Jordan Love is Brett Favre, okay, but it reminded me especially of the Favre years where there, were, there would be, I don't know, a, a handful of times 
during uh, each season where he'd play, you know, fairly poorly and they'd struggle. And then in the fourth quarter, he'd take them to, you know, a touchdown late or, you know, two scores late and they'd win the game. You know, maybe if that happened four times a year, they'd win two or three of them. And so this game kind of had that feel to it where they just, you know, love wasn't terrible, but they just couldn't, you know, they got those penalties and they didn't get any points on the board. And then all of a sudden, fourth quarter, he came through. So I don't know if you're the Packers. I mean, I'd have been feeling pretty decent about love after the first two games, and you're feeling even better about him now. It's, you know, a long way from here to there to, you know, being a really good quarterback. But, um, you know, there certainly are you know, a lot of things to, to like about what he's done so far. So I look at it as I think there was three quarters and three and a half minutes of really kind of ugly football and then a lot of moxie. And I don't know what level of moxie overcomes bad football, but it was bad football. It was, uh, you know, underthrows, overthrows, a completion percentage well below 50. And then all of a sudden they turn it on. So, uh, you know, I, I get that a lot of people are excited the way that game ended. The defense stepped up. Albeit, you know, everybody wants to complain about the Joe Barry defense down the stretch and they got lucky and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure you've heard it all. But I'll take the win because they should have won the week prior. So I'll take the win. The gods, the football gods kind of even things out. But what do you need to see from Jordan Love to kind of further your belief that you're on the right track? Yeah, you know, there's, look, there's going to be, there has to be some really bad moments this year for him, right? I mean, it's not going to, it's not going to go like this all season. I mean, Aaron Rodgers lost, what was it, five or six games in a row down the stretch in 08. So mm-hmm. there are going to be really rough times. I think, you know, the big things you're looking for are, is he taking care of the ball? And in a big picture way, is he getting better? Does he look more sure of himself? Is he, um, is he making good decisions? Is he learning when to run and when not to? I thought that was one of the things from this last game. I think he's starting to, because he really wants to play from the pocket. I think he's starting to learn, you know, that there are also really appropriate times to just take off and get whatever you can get. And he did that a couple times on Sunday. So just, you know, just, just little improvements. And, yeah, the completion percentage, the deep balls too, I guess. He's, you know, he had trouble with those going back to camp. He was missing um, – he missed a lot of those. So I think as the season goes on, uh, one thing to look for is to see if he can uh, start connecting on more of those, uh, those deeper shots, those 30-yard-plus mm-hmm. throws downfield. So uh, now, defensively speaking, what were your thoughts on the way the game kind of ended in the the, the defense of Joe Barry? Because I can't, you can't complain too much about a team that only gives up ten points. Yeah, you can't. Um, you know, there are caveats. I mean, Carr's a lot better than Winston. Winston played almost the whole second half. Um, they were missing Kamara, and Alpacas were missing people too. That's the NFL, so you know, tough luck. Um, I, I still, you know, there's. I think there's good reason to be suspect about them until you know they show some consistency and and do a week after week but yeah i mean you can't in this instance you can't complain a lot about a defense that that only gave up uh 10 points and even if they hit that field goal i mean it wasn't good that they let them get in position but there still was a minute left in the game and um all love would have needed was a field goal so the packers still would have had a chance to, to win that game the coaching i thought down the stretch i thought changing it up showing the sense of urgency going 
to the uh, the no huddle offense. Kind of, it, it was it was it was Matt Lafleur basically saying we can still win this game no matter if we can't put we haven't put any points on the board at this point. I thought at that point in time, when you talk about coaching, there's sometimes coaching can win you games and lose you games. I thought coaching at that point won you a game. Do you agree? Yeah, it's funny. You know, early in the fourth quarter, I'm sitting there thinking, well, what am I going to write about this? And I was planning on writing. You know, they got all these guys out. Uh, they're they're struggling on offense. This is a game. We got this really young quarterback. This is a game where they needed their their coach to just somehow or other pull the right strings and find a way, and he didn't do it. And then all of a sudden, you know, twelve minutes later, they got the game won, and he did do it by going to the to the no huddle so early. So yeah, I think he uh, that did work. And I, you know, I remember in the preseason, um, I might have been the last game. Uh, they went in in Love's last series because they were pulling him, you know, early second quarter. They went into mm-hmm. two-minute offense just to do a just to practice it, and he moved them right down the field and they scored a touchdown. Right. I wonder if if they hit if they hit some rough spots this season and they're kind of struggling. I wonder if he wouldn't be smart to just say, you know what, for this series, let's go two-minute, even if there's, you know, even if it's early third quarter. You know, um, it just might be a good. It might be something that jump starts love that seems that relaxes him or relaxes other guys and and uh and get some going I, I don't know that's that's something i'm going to keep an eye on the uh the the offensive line play give me your thoughts on how the left side of the offensive line played no bakhtiari no elton jenkins pretty good i mean you know newman's got his limitations but um i don't know i'm starting to get pretty bullish and i don't know what you think but i'm starting to get pretty bullish on walker um he looked you know I rewatched the game and I watched him a lot and he missed, you know, a, a couple blocks, one or two blocks in the run game. Uh, but in the, in the past game, he looked really good and he does, he can get out to the second level in the run game, you know, chip block and then get out to the linebackers. Um, you know, if they end up having to shut down Bakhtiari, I, I mean, it's early, but I think they might be okay out there. I like what the the like you said. I like what the offensive line showed. Um, I am a little bit concerned. Hopefully, the knee doesn't linger for Zach Tom. I think things are somewhat coming together, but uh, this, the holes still aren't big enough for for AJ Dillon to get through. It, and to me, and I know people are talking about AJ Dillon. To me, it looks like he's lost a step. Like that that first quick hitch in your giddy up step that gets you downfield quickly. That seems to just be eluding him because he's not hitting the hole anywhere near as quick as you get a guy like uh, Aaron Jones through there. Do you see that, or do you see something different with the running game of A.J. Dillon? No, I'm seeing the, the same thing you are. I mean, in the NFL, you just aren't consistently going to be carving big holes out there. It just doesn't – you watch any team, that's not happening. And there were a couple runs. One Taylor had one, too, and there was maybe two with Dillon where watching the replays, I'm like, you know, it's, it's hard to envision it, but if you look, if that's Aaron Jones – He's making a sharp cut, and instead of being a two-yard gain, that's like a eight to twelve to fourteen-yard carry. And either Dylan can't see it, or he doesn't have the lateral quickness to do it, even if he did see it, because um, it just tells you what a difference, you know, a really, really talented, really good back can make. Because the holes aren't that big in this league, and sometimes those guys just have to be able to manufacture and. Uh, and Jones, you know, but it's so stark when he's out. And then to watch these other guys carry the ball, the difference is just uh, huge. Yeah, I, I would have completely agreed. Would you give away Emmanuel Wilson more carries if George, if uh, Aaron Jones is not back anytime soon? Yeah, I would. I don't know if you would, but uh, but I would, yeah. I would. I would. 
Uh, I, I just think that the run game when A.J. Dillon's in there looks slow. And, and if you're going to be a slow running back, you better be a power running back and be able to take people down the field two and three and four yards with you and be able to plunge in, and they just can't do that. They've never been able to do that consistently with him. No, he's moved. You know, there, there are those runs we've, we all saw him in the last couple of weeks where he'll move the pile, you know, and it'll go. He'll move it three or four or five yards. But it's not like that's happening every time. And, uh, yeah, I would definitely, you know, Taylor's a good in the passing game. But I would definitely want – I would mix Wilson in there uh, liberally too because um, he just seems to have a little more little more quickness and explosiveness and a little, uh, little sharper cuts. I know Keyshawn Nixon is frustrated, but if you're Rich Passacci, do you keep telling him, hey, if it's only four and five yards in the end zone, take it out? You know, yeah. I, you know what? If, if it's only four or five yards deep, yeah. Now, if you get to eight, eight or nine – then maybe you just got to take it at the 25. But, what, you know, there's a, he's going to break off one of these probably. He did it last year, and there didn't, sure didn't look fluky because he did it time after time last year. So I, I don't know. If I'm them, yeah, they need all the help they can get, and uh, a 40, 50, 60-yard return is a big boost to an offense. So, I, yeah, I'd tell them to keep bringing it out. The uh, I know we need to see Christian Watson back in the field, but give me your thoughts on the young pass catchers uh, just through the first couple of games. You know, the guy who's kind of come out of nowhere because he was hurt so much at camp is, is Wicks. It's just, it was hard to tell what right. they have there. But uh, he just seems like, you know, he, he's playing like a pro already. He just looks like he knows what he's doing, like he's confident. Um, so that's, you know, they've, they've got the makings of a really good deep pass catching core for the next few years here. Uh, you know, Dobbs is a, you can tell, you can tell last year, Dobbs really wants to be good and he's a craftsman and he takes it really seriously. And he just keeps getting a little better and a little better. Uh, that was a couple really good catches he had in the fourth quarter of this game, or maybe the one was in the third. But, you know, he's he's a talented guy. If they get if they can get Watson back, they, I mean, they need to keep him healthy because he just he changes the way teams defend him. But with him on the field, that's uh, I think they got a really talented receiving core. And tight end, I mean, Musgrave, there's, uh, you know, you can tell LaFleur really wants to make use of the tight end position. And they finally have a guy – you know, who can make it happen with his length and his, uh, and his speed. Great stuff as always, Pete. We appreciate it. And I will certainly talk to you soon. I'll see you on Thursday as well. Okay. All right. Sounds good, Bill. Thanks. Thanks pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Pete Doherty, the green Bay press gazette, uh, giving us a shout for just a little bit and to kind of, you know, kind of go position by position, talk a lot about a lot of the different things that you and I have been discussing for a while now when it comes to the green Bay Packers, the win that was, and then obviously, Moving forward, what you need to see. So good stuff from Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us for a couple of minutes. Don't forget, coming up in about 45 minutes, our guy Chuck Freeman going to be joining us. Yes, we're going to talk a little Brewers baseball. Tonight, if they, if they, now see, I've already done this, but if they clinch it tonight, what are you drinking? What are you firing up? Are you going to do a little splurge? Or are you just going to sit back and maybe just pop a beer? What are you going to do tonight? Is it fingers of something or just the pop at the top of a can or a bottle? Good stuff. We'll talk with Chuck about that coming up here in about 45 minutes from now. Speaking of popping a top, our friends at the Sunset Grill say, come on over, and they'll pop one for you. Uh, Prospect Avenue in Pewaukee Lake. Yes, it's a rainy day today, but that's okay. Stop on out. Check out some Brewers baseball on the big screens. You got football coming up this weekend, football coming up on Thursday night. Still time. It's going to be a warm weekend. Uh, the, the temperature keeps going up and up and up and up and up. It was originally 75 this weekend. Now it's up to 80, 82 this weekend. So head on out to Sunset Grill in Pewaukee. Watch the boats go by. Because I'll tell you this, come mid-December, you're going to wish you would have made it out there to sit on the deck and just enjoy things. 
because then you're going to have to wait another four or five months before the weather starts to turn so you can get back out there again. Get back out there and check it out. Sunset Grill, Pewaukee Lake. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9-30-2023. Back, the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. And uh, good to have you on board today. So uh, I was asking before that uh, if the if the Brewers, which or when the Brewers clinch tonight, what are you uh, what are you imbibing with? A little bit of toast. The Brewers winning yet uh, the National League Central officially, I guess. I've already done this, but uh, what would you what would you fire up? And I got David that says uh, I'd have to go with a little bit of Blanton's. Uh, this is Jack who says uh, good old Miller Light. Uh, Chris who says I'm going to have to find something from your sponsor, which is uh, our friends over at Point Brewing. Um, <coughs> and then my buddy Mike who says I know Kristen will probably have a Bud Light. Yada yada yada. Right. Yeah, she's a huge Bud Light fan. Um, This one is from uh, Kathy who says, I'm going to sit back with a big margarita tonight going out to a Mexican dinner with my honey. Oh, good for you. There you go. Big margarita is not a bad way to go. Tell you that, there's a place up the street from me called Casa Tequila. And uh, Casa Tequila is a, I think I took a picture and posted it on Facebook. Really good Mexican restaurant. Really good. However... Uh, their margaritas, uh, they pre-make them, and they just have these massive, giant, uh, I don't even know what to call them. They're like fish bowls. They're just huge. And just a massive fish bowl. And <laughs> those things are awesome. I would agree with you. Just awesome. Good stuff. Uh, there you go. So I uh, just, you know, more than a few. More than a few. Uh, this one's from Mac, who says, uh, I'll probably sit back and watch some of the Brewers game tonight. Uh, he says, going to toast with a little bit of Outboard by the old MKE Brewing Company. That's a, that's actually a good one. And, and I do like Outboard. Outboard's really good. So there you go. Appreciate it. 
Uh, coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to talk with our buddy Zach Heilprin, sports director, WOZN, The Zone Madison. And we'll talk with him about this Badgers team because we do got to talk about it. You know, Maestro, Dobo, and Yeho is now I'm going to play completely stupid because I'm not the best when it comes to uh, liquor connoisseurs. Is that a tequila? Is that a tequila? I don't know. Ah, uh, what else do we have? We got some monitors here too, which are kind of nice. Uh, no, we've already done that one. Chris wants to know if the run game is going to get any better when Aaron Jones comes back because I would put Wilson in ahead of AJ Dillon. Do you think they'll ever go with that rotation? Probably not. Probably not. I, I would. I mean, unless. AJ Dillon is just that bad, you know. Then I would then I would worry about it. But <clears throat> tequila, thank you very much. And Yeho, I would figure it was, but I wanted to be sure. So there you have it. Uh, let's talk some Badgers coming up after the top of the hour. We'll talk with the Badgers and uh, or we'll talk about the Badgers with Zach Heilprin, sports director WOZN in Madison, and he'll be joining us coming up here shortly. Uh, in addition to that, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have Chuck Freeman from the uh, Locked On Brewers podcast going to be joining us as well. we got a lot more from inside the locker room, from inside the Packers locker room also. So that's going to be coming up here uh, in the next hour. So we got a lot yet to go. Stay tuned. we got a whole bunch more on the docket. This portion of the program, speaking of our friends over there in Pewaukee Lake, uh, Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill. Maybe you're going to make the rounds over in the Pewaukee Lake area. That's Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill on Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview Boulevard in Pewaukee, as a matter of fact. Home of the Pig Porker Sandwich, and they're always giving stuff away. Always giving away prizes, always giving away tickets, and always doing the raffles and such. So stop over there and tell Ryan and the gang we said hi. That's Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill. More of the Bill Michael Show next.